0: Bismillah rahim alhamdulillah ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We always praise the maker, the one who made us the almighty, the nourisher, the cherisher, the sustainer, the provider, the protector, the curer, the one in whose hands lies every aspect of our existence and entire existence. We send blessings and salutations upon all the messengers who had come to take us from darkness to show us the light, may the Almighty grant us the ability to tread upon that light, Amen. And we ask the Almighty to bless his companions, his household and every one of us here, mashallah, and our offspring and humanity at large. My beloved brothers and sisters, I cannot believe that this has become a reality. I remember brother Bashar speaking to me some time back, and telling me, I'd like you to be a guest at one of our functions. And I said, Insha'Allah, it will happen, but I'm not too sure when. And mashallah, he followed up and we continued until the day came when I'm standing here in front of you in Melbourne. May Allah accept it from us. Amen. I'm very honored to be a guest here this evening, and I feel that the Almighty has granted us the ability to meet. Nothing that happens, happens without the divine decision of the almighty people might think things are coincidental they may be for us coincidental but for the almighty they're never coincidental my brothers and sisters primarily we realize we were made by the almighty we came into existence because the almighty made us he decided that He wants to have us here. We did not decide that. None of us chose to be on earth, not one. None of us chose to be here, for example, to be born where we were born. None of us chose the parents we have. None of us chose the children that we have in the case of those who have children. May the Almighty bless those who don't have children with children. Amen. My brothers and sisters, that itself already tells us that we are here on a mission. We're on earth on a mission. Why do I say it tells us this? Because when you have an examination, your questions are never chosen by you. If they were, it's not an examination. It's always someone else who decides to test you, to examine you by asking you things out of his will, not out of yours. The examiner is not you. If you were to examine yourself, that's not an examination. The Almighty chose, I'm going to create you. I'm going to put you in a place without your choice. I'm going to throw you into the deep end to see what you do. And part of the blessings of the Almighty is that he did not cause us to grow like trees, but rather to have families and to be given birth to. Had it not been the fact that we were given birth to, perhaps, the mercy of the mother would have never been felt. It would not be needed. But because for my existence, I depend, yes, on the maker. And after that, I depend on those around me, initially, to take care of me in such a way that later on, I will understand that I need to take care of others. I hope you get what I'm saying. Let me explain further. When I was born, I came to this world. Had it not been for those around me to take care of me, I would never have survived. Impossible. I couldn't eat on my own. I needed someone. And this is why the Almighty creates love automatically for a baby in the hearts of those who have even an iota of mercy, especially the mother, whose heart is usually normally filled with absolute love to the degree that as the mother gives birth it's one of the most painful and difficult experiences near death experience in the case of the majority but once the child is there the blessing is so great that even though i've been told by sisters no 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 we don't forget the pain we know about the pain but we tend to ignore it right because before i used to say the pain is forgotten they used to tell me have you given birth that you know about it you know mashallah so now i i decided i'm not going to say the pain is forgotten because it might not be but even if it is not forgotten it was worth it right it was worth it because you have a child a bundle of joy mashallah crying and subhanallah there is this love you're so keen on you know letting the child suckle or letting the child feed and looking you know after the child it might be stressful it is stressful the body has changed tremendously after nine months suddenly it's changed during the period of labour. And immediately after that, subhanallah, a lot of change, sometimes results in a little bit of difficulty in terms of the mental stress, the physical stress. If you're not supported by an entire unit, it won't be so easy. And this is why a family unit is actually a blessing from the almighty. Today, the world is drifting away from the family unit and teaching us that you know what you do it alone you don't need your mom you don't need your dad you don't need your brothers and sisters you don't need this and so on and guess what's happening we're becoming people who are not as content as we used to be we are becoming people who are searching for contentment in every place and in everything besides where contentment lies so the almighty has created us in a specific way you know why like I said initially it's because he is the one who chose the test you have your parents you know I get people who complain to me my parents are very difficult the first thing that comes to my mind is well that's part of the test of the Almighty what are you going to do about it subhanallah and that doesn't mean that I encourage parents to be difficult because it is also a test for you when the Almighty has blessed you with a child You didn't choose the exact child that you got. The Almighty blessed you with a child. He felt he wanted to give you. And so don't be so difficult, my beloved parents. Remember, the world is changing. It's part of your test to be polite, respectful, merciful, full of beautiful guidance. And at the same time realizing that as time passes, you will need to pass the baton to those children you know i've always said this and i want to say it again when a child is born almost all decisions are made by the parents including the names you have right i have a name i did not choose my name can i ask you by show of hands who chose his or her own name at birth put up your hands at birth mashallah you may have chosen it later on right but at birth no i don't think so unless your name is (laughs) that was probably the cry that you had doesn't sound like English does it may Allah forgive us we didn't choose later on some people change their names for whatever reason I know some who change their names later on the Almighty's given parents that authority such that all issues are controlled by the parents at a certain stage when the child wears clothes, those clothes are purchased by the parents, the parents decide what type of clothes they want to buy, right? When the toys are bought, initially the parents decide, the child cannot even speak, you're going to buy this toy, you're going to do it this way, and the the child is excited, mashallah, let the child grow a little bit older, guess what happens? The Almighty is showing you that your test is to pass the baton. While the child is under you, you need to inculcate in the child the goodness. If you don't, you're going to lose out because as time passes, the child is no longer going to listen to you and there will come a stage when the child will probably be disagreeing with you. Is it wrong? It's not wrong to disagree with your parents respectfully, where you feel that they are wrong. Respectfully, you discuss it, but it's wrong to be disrespectful. When the Quran speaks about parents, it emphasizes more on kindness and respect rather than obedience where the parents are wrong. If the term obedience is used in the Quran regarding parents, it's only used where the Almighty says when they're telling you to do something away from that which is correct, then don't obey them. The term ta'a is only used in this verse where Allah is saying Don't obey an instruction that is against the command of Allah. If your parent is asking you to do something that Allah doesn't agree with at all, you excuse yourself. But Allah says, Subhanallah, (laughs) فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبِهُمَا You will still be with them and live with them in goodness. In another place in the Quran, in Surah Al-Isra, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا The Almighty has declared that you will be kind to your parents. You will be kind to your parents. This kindness is not necessarily obedience so getting back to my point initially you have a say as the child grows older it will throw away the toys you bought for it and tell you i don't want this i want that nowadays at the age of 2 i think or maybe a little bit earlier they will fight for your phone and trust me they know that the phone you've just given them is a dummy that's how sharp they are right and they know not only that the phone you've now given them, which belongs to you, is yes, it's true. They know that it's a genuine phone. They will know that this thing opens with your face, your eyes, your fingers, and your passcode. And they will even learn the passcode as small as they are, but they cannot speak English or any language. Isn't that the Almighty telling us, showing us, son of Adam? Can I tell you what I learned? I think that the children of today are very sophisticated compared to what we were you know i'm a child of yesterday and some of us seated here might be a child of perhaps the day before that mashallah but it's all it's all good subhanallah we we're learning what are you learning the children are becoming sophisticated in being children so you need to become sophisticated in being parents you follow what i'm saying the methods that my parents used to raise me many of those methods are redundant because they were raising children for a world that no longer exists you follow what i'm saying so therefore if i were to employ the exact methods in every sense of the term i would not be able to raise these children in a correct way I need to realize that the Almighty is taking this away from me quicker and sooner. You know, back in the day, it went beyond all the way to marriage. I'm sure in some cultures parents used to say, "Oh, my daughter, you know, you're of age. I found a very nice guy for you. Inshallah, you will be getting married." And the daughter would be, "Yo, wow, I'm excited," you know. Subhanallah. Gone all those days. That's history. The age of the dinosaur. La ilaha illallah. Right? Today your child will come to you and say, Dad, I met someone. La ilaha illallah, right? How do you process that information? The world has changed. At times nowadays our children meet people whom they would want to be spouses for themselves at workplaces or at colleges or elsewhere who would be better candidates for that particular post than anyone we would ever come across in our day-to-day lives. And yet some parents are not prepared to even consider that. Look at how backward we've become. The children are sophisticated, but we, we are not as sophisticated in the upbringing of those children. So we have a problem with things that are not actually a problem. Do you follow what I'm saying? People are saying, well, I'm so scared. You know what? We're all in it together. Subhanallah. At times your children nowadays will come up with ideas that are far beyond your imagination because they are probably within the technological age such that advancement they kept up with and we did not. If you were to ask me how we know each other here I would tell you a lot of it if not almost all of it is connected to technology right? Subhanallah. And here we are with much love, with much, Subhanallah, so much of good feeling and so on. Wallahi, my brothers and sisters, it's our duty to raise these children, to become children with values, with morals, by watching us from an early age being fair, being balanced, being filled with values, morals, when you take care of the orphans and the children, when they see that you are participating in the drilling of wealth and in building homes or develop, development that's happening in the third world or wherever it is needed, when they watch you day and night, they will develop that without you even realizing. I give you an example those of us who pray may the almighty make us all from those who pray regularly if you were to pray your children at the age of one will come and stand next to you they will want to be next to you they will go into sujood with you and you couldn't even communicate with them subhanallah that was because you were seizing the opportunity without communicating of the god given sense of identity of this child and belonging to you to a great degree subhanallah By fulfilling a duty unto Allah while they were watching. The same applies to our dress code. If mom dresses in a specific way, I'm sure the daughters want to do that at an early age. Later on, subhanallah, the environment comes in, the schools come in, everything else comes in, and things begin to change. So, as you grow older, you decide for your child, which school the child will go to. There comes a time when the child might say, I don't want to go to the school. I don't want to go to the school anymore. tantrums. they will tell you, "I really don't like this college." And sometimes rightly so, there might be bullying, there might be something else at the college. or at the school, you might have to take them out to put them where they're comfortable with, because ideally, it's not about your A's and B's, it's about success in life. And to be very honest, school plays a little role, but not the entire role when it comes to success in life. I tell my children i don't need you to have a's i just need you to enjoy your time at school in good company learn as best as you can if you've given it your best i'm happy even if you had to repeat the year twice no problem some of the most successful people are not some of the most intelligent at school they if i were to ask you how many of us had only a's throughout our school life A few, not everyone. How many of you were first in class all the time at school? Very few. But how many of you are successful business people today or good, you know, believers who actually help others and are the greatest of character and conduct within your own system? Because the best from amongst us are those whose spouses bear witness that they are indeed the best. If I were to ask the sisters sitting here who are married, who from amongst you, has the best possible spouse you know mashallah uh, the, the those who have put up their hands mashallah tabarakallah arguably their husbands are sitting here subhanallah. subhanallah 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 yeah but in their absence if they were to bear witness right mashallah i see one brother actually lifting his wife's hand up mashallah <laughs> mashallah, mashallah mashallah it's a sign of goodness alhamdulillah but the idea here is you know ultimately we are here to make life easy for others and to serve others in that way we will be serving the almighty before I translate that every one of us has issues we have problems we have hardship there is not a single person who doesn't have some form of hardship that they're going through it might the magnitude of it differs right but we all have something some stress some little difficulty if it's not about this it's about that if it's not about that it's about a third thing how do you expect to be helped when you've never helped others we're searching for solutions to our problems, but we've never looked at what the Almighty says. He says, if you want to solve your problem, look for others with similar problems, help them and you will be helped. How's that? How is that? Subhanallah. If you want to be helped, help others. The Hadith I mentioned, the Almighty tells us through the blessed lips of Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wasallam that Allah Almighty continues to be in the assistance of those who continue to assist others if you're busy helping another the almighty is busy helping you but many of us don't realize that and sometimes i remember one young man come to me 4 days after i delivered the talk he told me sheikh i've been helping someone else for 4 days and still the almighty hasn't helped me <laughs> and i'm like gosh you know what you're about 20 something years old And now suddenly four days ago, you changed your life a bit and you expect the Almighty to just come and throw everything at you. It's a dedication slowly, but surely the doors will begin to open, you know, the doors will begin to open. It's like a brother who was told that, you know, when you give a penny in charity, the Almighty multiplies it a minimum of 700 fold. When you give a penny in charity, you're to donate. The Almighty multiplies it 700 fold. So he gave and then he comes back and says, you know what? He hasn't yet multiplied it. It's not yet here. It's not some cryptocurrency that's suddenly going to shoot, you know, subhanallah. It actually is the blessing within your life. The blessing, the barakah, the contentment and over and above that on the day of judgment, when you see the reward of it, it's tremendous, it's great. You will never regret it. Ma You know, charities have never depleted wealth. Nobody's wealth has ever disappeared because they gave a charity. If anything, the Almighty will make sure that if your intention was correct when you gave the charity, you will never become bankrupt. You know why say for example and i'm going to tell you something very interesting i know you may donate even after i speak it's not that the fundraiser is over so you don't donate no you may donate even while i'm speaking or after i've spoken listen to this if i decide these 10 orphans i'm going to sponsor them for for as long as i can and so i'm spending for example for these 10 orphans say a thousand us dollars a month i'm just giving you an example what has happened here i have given someone from what the almighty has given me and because i've decided it's going to happen regularly the almighty has written their sustenance somewhere within mine so i have to get it to give them so for them the almighty has to give me subhanallah you follow what i'm saying the almighty has to give me why because other people's sustenance I've already decided within my heart I'm giving them. So the Almighty will say, okay, we're going to keep on giving you. Do you know why? Because we've actually written it for them. You follow what I'm saying? And that is why I want to back myself with evidence. A man comes to the messenger, peace be upon him, complaining about his brother. You know, we have in our families we have brothers and so on Uh, the wives come in mashallah all of them are lovely but you must remember each one has had a different upbringing if brother and sister cannot see eye to eye what do you expect when the in-laws come in and so many to this day no one has ever succeeded in explaining to me why the term law has to come in when you get married no one why do they say in laws you know why didn't they say in loves you know i thought maybe it might be an indian accent you know when they say they are in law you know so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease but they are known as in laws right why the law i mean where did the law come in subhanallah why all suddenly we've becoming so legal may allah forgive us anyway let's go back to the point so the brother comes and he says o messenger My brother's doing nothing. I'm spending on him. I'm giving him money. I'm giving him his monthly expense. And I'm actually taking care of him. And now I'm tired of this. And I I don't know how long this is going to carry on. And so on. Doesn't this happen in some of our families? I mean, you know, in the extended families, we're taking care of one of the guys. And you know, he happens to be a person who's struggling with the job, struggling with something. And we're just giving them. And sometimes in some homes, the wife comes in and she says, Hey, are you going to keep on giving this guy? You know? Subhanallah. And that's where the brother has to chip in and say, Hey, that's my brother. Leave me alone. She might argue and say, Well, you know, 50% of everything you have, uh, you know, is arguably mine. Subhanallah. So I have a 50% say. You can tell her, Okay, I'm going to increase it by two and then divide it by two, which means it's the same figure. But my sisters, my brothers, it does happen that we tend to get irritated, even on our own sometimes. Do you know what? The Prophet ﷺ responded to this man. Guess what he said? Powerful words: "La allaka bihi turzak." Perhaps you are getting money because you are spending on him. La ilaha illallah. Perhaps it's because of him that your rizq is coming in. That's why I told you what I told you moments ago. You're giving the orphans. You decided I'm going to give them. Allah is going to give you because of them. You follow my point? so don't hold back give inshaallah you spend O son of adam and you know what it will be spent upon you you will receive indeed may the almighty bless all of us that having been said if you have the last thousand dollars in your pocket you don't just take it and say right here's a thousand let me borrow another ten and give it because you know i'm investing here and it's going to come allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us about spending in a foolish way, even if it is a charity. Allah tells us, you know, don't be miserly and don't even give so much that you're giving necessity. That's yours. You need to strike a middle path. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Getting back to our children. And this is in honor of the woman. I promise you. The women have given birth to us. And at times we don't acknowledge their status. When the Quran speaks about it, right at the beginning of Surah An-Nisa, Allah tells us to be mindful of the wombs that gave birth to you. And the deeper translation includes all women. Be mindful of your relationship. How you treat them. How you talk to them. How you address them, etc. So... As the children grow older, they make decisions themselves. It becomes very difficult for us to let go. A child is married. What should happen with that child? Some of us, when we were married, we had nobody instruct us what to do and how to live. But we want to instruct our children up to the age of 30, 40, 50 sometimes. If the father's alive, he says, listen, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, and, and the guy is fearing. And when, is, when are you going to live your life? When is your wife going to live her life? When are you going to have your own life? You need to respect, yes, your parents, but you need to understand both sides. That as much as there is respect, there is also an element of letting go of things. You need to let go of your children at a time. But you need to have given them the baton. Many of us are scared to let go because we haven't yet given them the baton. We haven't yet shown them how to live. We haven't shown them things. We are too frightened perhaps they're not on their two feet. My brothers and sisters, let's learn to take care of one another. Let's learn to take care of one another. If we were to look at society and community, like I said right at the beginning, the Almighty created us in a family. The family is supposed to be sacred, sacred. That is why there is a lot of emphasis given in Islam and in the Quran about the reward of resolving matters of dispute within the families. Subhanallah. to resolve matters within families, there is great importance and reward given to it. The will Qurba, those who are related to you. It's not a joke. It's the Almighty's test. It's part of it. You need to resolve matters. And to resolve matters, you need to be easygoing. You cannot be very stubborn on your own decisions, especially for others. Stubbornness results in huge splits within family. You do your thing. You can encourage others to do their things. But you should not impose your view on the rest of the family when they are not comfortable with it or they disagree with you subhanallah many of us say no you know these people they're very bad but who's the bad person i've had cases where i've been called in to arbitrate and unfortunately or fortunately, after listening to both sides i felt that the people who called me to arbitrate were actually the ones who were the problem and then they say but sheikh you're supposed to be on our side we called you you know and then i tell them i am on your side that's why i'm telling you that i think you're wrong it's about time you corrected yourself it's not about being on someone's side it's about empowering people with that which is just it's fair you need to change your mindset because like i said technology is progressing in leaps and bounds and we're still struggling with small matters we haven't liberated the mind to the degree that we can keep up with technology and we can keep up with the changing world we're losing generations simply because we're so backward sometimes in our thinking so backward so far may allah grant us the ability to understand it's difficult i know each one of us has an ideal in our minds but that doesn't happen how do i solve this try your best to maintain the family unit then try your best to maintain the relationship within the community to a certain extent take part and participate in community events i'm so impressed about us tonight participating in this community event it goes to show that we are still alive we care mashallah you know when you see a fundraiser for example people who are raising funds for some needy cause and you see communities giving even if it is a dollar five dollars twenty dollars to a thousand to a hundred thousand subhanallah it really brings comfort to us to know that yes there are from amongst us those who care mashallah. and it doesn't mean those who may not have given don't care they care perhaps in a different way or subhanallah they may have already given or they may be planning to give but remember when you give you've actually contributed to a to empowering community and when that happens you feel like living you feel it's worthwhile living you know the older generation who are not used to sitting on their mobile phones with all these e-friends you know these are e-friends they don't really exist e-friends i remember uh, someone telling me that you know what i i found a girl this is a true story right he says i found a girl i said where he says oh she's from a country let me not say the country right I said, Oh, that's interesting. So what's the plan? He says, I think I'm, I, I like her and I think I'm, I, I, you know, I'm, I want to take it to another level. Meaning I want to perhaps consider getting married. I said, Oh, well, good luck to you. You better make sure that you know, everything's okay. No, beautiful. Everything's good. Wow, wow. Guess what? A few months later, the guy comes to me and he says, I found out it's a 70-year-old man living in the US. Subhanallah. Who was conning me all along that he's an 18-year-old girl. I said well how far did the relationship go he says an embarrassing level allah forgive us so much for your e-friends mashallah so much for your e-friends you know the older generations let me tell you about them the older generations They would love just sitting and, you know, having tea with their friends and so on calling them over in the weekend, sometimes in the evenings and they would sit and they would discuss matters. Sometimes some of these matters never really meant so much but they enjoyed it because when one was in need, the entire community came, right? Today when you're in need, we've become such that we don't even want community because when they come, perhaps they will have... So much or an agenda or whatever else or they haven't even been there or they've been there in a negative way Sometimes we don't want people to come and help because of how people have treated us and sometimes We don't want to go and help because of how we've looked at community and society in a negative way So I'm here tonight to tell you let's revive this. Let's let's develop a relationship with communities You know, I am a part of an organization that brings together a lot of people And I remember addressing them and I said if you want everyone to remain in this organization, don't impose on people what to do and what not to do, suggest to them and see who wants to come up and listen to suggestions and try and see who wants to adopt those suggestions because gone are the days when you have one person dictating the pace and the rest follow nowadays they will question it no i don't want to do this i'm not comfortable with this if they're not comfortable leave them out if you're not going to leave them out they are going to be a bad egg within that and it's going to spoil everything so rather thank them for staying away than to come in and spoil things and if they wanted to do something else let it happen but if we are not going to be involved in communities what's going to happen to our children If we're not going to go out and play sport and participate what's going to happen to our generations if we're not going to reach out where people are in need right now there are the fires in sydney and i'm sure so many other things that are happening right right in our midst around us have we really cared for these people do we care for them sometimes we have a barrier what's the barrier If this person is not my race, I'm not going to help them. That's one barrier. If this person is not my religion, I'm not going to help them. That's another barrier. If this person doesn't listen to me after I help them, I'm not going to help them. Next time. When you give, are you giving so that you can control? If that's the case, it was not giving. It was not donating. It was just an investment for you to get back something. Give without wanting anything. Besides the reward from the Almighty and the goodness that comes with it from the Almighty and the encouragement people said you know what When we have a fundraising dinner in public, it's not so easy for me to put up my hand and say I'm donating 20,000 100,000 and I tell them well I tell you there is a positive side to it because you're encouraging others and you should be encouraging to say listen If that man could give so much let me also give it happened at the time of the Prophet peace be upon him so we give Together with giving, there is one quality that we definitely need to remember. Don't ignore it. What is it? Humbleness, humility, development of your character, your conduct. What's the point of giving with arrogance? No one wants that arrogance. I remember seeing with these two eyes a brother at the streetlight in one of the countries, seeing a beggar who was begging, and he threw some coins at the beggar, and this beggar just left the coins. And I asked him, "Why did you leave these coins? They are coins on the floor. The beggar says, "I don't take money that's thrown at me. If it doesn't come with respect, I don't need it wa amassa'ila fala tanhar Allah says you know what the one who's asking you the one who's begging the one don't rebuke him no don't rebuke don't belittle don't despise you know what it could be the other way around it could have been the other way around don't despise if you don't want to give go away say a little prayer sometimes we have people and i've been told you know what don't give here because this is a syndicate Perhaps, you know, these people are a fraud. They have a large group of people. They're begging. They earn more money than the wealthy in the city. And I say, my brother, if you don't want to give, don't give. What if they're genuine and you've just spoken a lot of lies? Imagine. Keep quiet. Perhaps don't give. Or call them out. Empower them. Subhanallah. We're quick to say negative things, not positive things. When someone does good, we think bad. When someone does bad, we think even worse. And this is where we're failing sometimes. My brothers and sisters, when we have taken care of communities that we live in, we make living in those communities worthwhile. I visited a certain part of Johannesburg. And I met the people who live there. A few families in a certain area. And I loved it so much because they were such loving, kind people. They all got along with each other. They were looking after each other. They were Subhanallah to this day. They support a lot of community activities amongst them. And I said to myself, this is a community worth emulating. It makes it worthwhile. You meet people, you talk to people, you love them. Your children come out with you. Take them in a nice way. Subhanallah. You get to meet each other at functions and so on. Children may end up getting married because you always took them to functions and to families. They get to know who your kids are. Today, if you were to ask me, I don't even know the children in my own community sometimes. How are we supposed to get them married? The guy says, You know what, Sheikh? You travel a lot. You meet a lot of people. Please remember, I've got three daughters. What? You've got three daughters. Wow. Did you ask them that... Did you ask them that you were going to ask me to find spouses for them? You know, I might just get you a brother and they might, you might just say, Sheikh, what did you do? You know, but if you were to involve them in the community slightly perhaps and people were to know they exist in the first place, it might have made your task a little bit easier. We don't do that. We don't want to interact, no mixing, no nothing. And sometimes we use evidence to say, you know what? Community is so difficult, I don't want to mix with them, I'd rather be at home. I know. I also like it on my own, but I have to push myself to get up and participate. Do you know why? Because the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, the one who participates in the community and bears patience regarding some of the negatives that come in their direction is better. Than the one who stays on his own and pulls back and doesn't bear any patience so there will be issues that's part of your challenge be the best possible person may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all ease may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors really my my beloved brothers and sisters we are at an age where brothers work and sisters work as well it's not like a long time ago where the brothers used to work and the sisters used to stay at home A lot of the times we have both spouses working and that adds a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to to the responsibilities that we have. We need to share these responsibilities. We need to be people who no longer point at you should be doing this and I should be doing that. You know what? We should be doing this. We're a family. We're together. You help me and I will help you. You do whatever you can, I will do whatever I can. That's how it should be. And this is how community will progress. Mashallah. When I sit and I look at the Quran, one of the stories that really, really inspires me. In fact, I can draw more than a hundred lessons from the story. Is something very, very simple in Surah Al-Qasas. Al-Qasas is where the story of Musa alayhi salam, Moses, may peace be on him, is mentioned in a little bit of detail. When he went to Madian and he saw these women working very hard, they had taken the sheep and they were going to the water to quench the thirst of the sheep and he went out to help them. That's just the beginning of that story, right? There is a lot to learn from that. Look at how they assumed the responsibility. Look at how they worked, but it was respectful. Look at how there was honor and respect amongst the people. Here comes a man, a total stranger to them, complete stranger, offering help. To whom? To those whom he doesn't even know. You follow what I'm saying? He doesn't even know them. He's offering help in a very respectful way. Look at that community development. Here's a a brother from amongst us. Would you ever go to two strange women in a very respectable way with no agendas because i know one of the youngsters said yes i would go if they were pretty enough you know <laughs> but no you have to go no matter what whether no matter who they are how old they are there is an example that people give of you know and i've said this before if there is a motor vehicle on the road that has a tire that is flat that requires changing i promise you if there is an elderly lady that's out there, you know, half, you know, bent, asking for help, only the genuine will stop. Subhanallah. They will help the mother and they will thank her and make her feel so good and, you know, make sure she's safe and she's okay and exchange numbers. No harm. Why? Because you want to make sure she's gotten home. You want to make sure everything is okay and whatnot. That is far more rewarding. Than anything else, because you have no agenda. But trust me, the minute there is someone who walks out of there, woo-hoo, the boys out there will fight to change the tire. I promise you, they might even swap the whole car, depending on what they have. You know, I have a Lamborghini here. Would you like to take it? You know, what has happened to community? What's happened to society? I'm not saying don't help those who. Who might be you know young and so gorgeous no you help them as well but check your heart what are you doing it for subhanallah you're supposed to be helping community and society at large may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness may allah bless us you know i my time is actually up but i want to tell you my brothers and sisters When we talk of divine legacy, community building, when we talk of unity, unity does not come with uniformity. We mistaken it a lot of the times we think and we believe. We cannot be united because this guy is a Hanafi, this guy is a Shafi'i, that guy belongs to a different faith, this guy might be whatever else. We can be united with our differences in faith, with our differences in race, with our differences even in ideas. Only by being tolerant and respectful of one another. It's to respect one another. I will never think the same. You know, when we see everyone walking around the Kaaba in Tawaf, you know what I'm talking about? The succumbulation of the Kaaba. People say, "Masha'allah, look at how many millions of Muslims are at Hajj, all united, and I'm busy thinking they're not united. In their hearts, they hate one another. I promise you, look at them standing in one Saf in Salah. Wallahi, their hearts are jagged. They would not even greet each other am i right it's happening right subhanallah we're too embarrassed to say yes it is happening in our midst to sit together is not unity to eat together is not unity to pray together is not unity to 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 do tawaf together is not unity to go on holiday together is not unity you could be the most disunited people all in mecca at the same time you could be the most disunited people all in the masjid at once you could be people who hate each other all at one function at once I promise you unity comes from the heart when you learn to love and respect each other with the differences and you learn to tolerate in fact beyond the tolerance is respect that's when you will be united my brother you're a different nationality a different caste a different faith a different whatever you know what there is unity here because each one of us is trying to help the other even if i disagree with you i may discuss the disagreement in a respectful way but I don't need to start attacking, belittling, speaking ill about and creating extra and unnecessary divides between us. May Allah grant us true unity. It's not impossible. It's very possible to be united, to care for one another. We can be united as citizens of this land if we care for one another. When some natural disaster happens, then we tend to all unite. Why? There is a cause. And we're all being affected by it. So therefore, we're all here. And we're all going to help each other. Nobody cares what religion you are. Nobody cares anything. Subhanallah. They just want to make sure people are safe. People are okay. There is a disaster here. Let's help. That's what unity is all about. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and unity. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every one of us. I hope I've encouraged myself and yourselves to be active members within our families to be a positive force within community and to reach out broader beyond the communities inshallah, to humanity at large. May Allah bless you all.